0: Hello, my friends, Coleman Domingo here. I'm about to get into a wonderful brunch, but what's a brunch without friends? And today I'm joined by some friends for a conversation about the Sundance Film Festival. Thinking of Main Street in Park City, where Sundance takes place, always makes me want to curl up by the fire with a cozy hot toddy. Which reminds me, today's episode is sponsored by my friends over at Bullet Rye Frontier Whiskey. This is Bottomless Brunch at Coleman's, the podcast coming to you directly into your ears and now with even less pants than the show. Bottomless Brunch on AMC is my opportunity to bring amazing people together for a conversation, to share a delicious cocktail and learn about each other and from one another and bring that to you. When we make the show, some of my favorite parts are all the little bits in between where we're getting to know each other. We're talking about how dang long we've known each other, cracking ourselves up talking with our mouths full, having technical difficulties, and all the little gold nuggets that don't necessarily make it into the show. And the conversation always goes further and deeper. So here on this podcast, I'm going to bring you more, more of the insights and anecdotes you didn't see on the show, more of the behind the scenes randomness you definitely didn't see on the show, more of our wonderful conversation as a whole. And then at the end, I'm going to be back with one of my best friends, Stacy, to hear her reactions, give her and you the origin stories of Bottomless Brunch, and who knows, I may even let her critique my hosting skills. Today, we've got my conversation with Rada Blank and Julio Torres. Rada is a Sundance-winning filmmaker for her film The 40-Year-Old Version, and guess what? This year is Julio's first as an actor in a Sundance film. It's called Together Together. So let's do it. Enjoy my brunch with Rada and Julio, and after, I'll be back with some dessert. Let's see who's joining me for brunch today, all right? First, I give you a multi hyphen artist who I've worked with, been friends with, and I've admired for years and years. She is the star and the writer and the filmmaker behind 40-Year-Old Version, which was a huge hit at Sundance. Please welcome my dear friend, Miss Rada Blank. Hey! How you doing, Rada? Wow.
1: Thank you for that amazing introduction.
0: <laughs> you like my studio audience? It's me, right? You like me? I love it. I love it. It
2: works.
0: <laughs> Great. And I present to you, my friends, a comedian, a writer, and actor known for Saturday Night Live, his HBO series, which he co-created and he show runs called Los Espookies. And now he's one of the stars of the upcoming Sundance film, Together Together. Please welcome my new best friend, whether he knows it or not, Mr. Julio
3: Torres. I'm ex- so excited to be your new best friend.
0: Oh, great! Well, thank you. Th- I think we're going to have a great time. I think so, too. I'm a good friend. Am I right, Rod? I'm a good friend, right?
1: You're, you're an amazing friend.
0: <laughs> and you didn't pay me.
1: You did not pay me to say that this time. So...
0: I agree 20 it's later. It's true. I agree 20. Okay, right, good. <laughs> All right, quick brunch time fit check. What are you wearing and how did you decide to get dressed for this brunch today? Rada?
1: I'm not wearing much, but what you see. Um,
0: And what did you call that look? What did you call that look?
1: Um, I don't remember. Well, you know what it it makes me feel like? It makes me feel like if Mrs. Roper were black and (laughs) single um, in the wintertime, because it's too cold for caftans, but it's perfect for a turban. So I'm like Nina Simone alone in her home with a turban on her do That's my it's look. It's fabulous. It's just Thank fabulous. Thank you.
0: Gorgeous. Thanks. And how about you, Julio? What What is this look that you're giving? And you sort of match your background as well, both of you he guys. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
3: I'm, we- I'm wearing I'm wearing this like shirt with clear pockets that is sort of like the only fun thing that I've worn in over a year. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, less than a year. It's fun.
1: <laughs> we need fun. We need fun.
3: <laughs> and then this t-shirt. I don't know how it came to my life. I think that someone's t-shirt in the laundry accidentally. Just left oh, it and suddenly it to my right.
0: Okay, great. So that's the way yeah. you find your clothes. Just, it just happens.
3: Just whatever little surprises
0: <laughs> come great. my way in the laundry. I'm just doing a, a this is, a, since this is a Sundance episode, I thought I'd give you corduroy realness and a little winter mm. white and mm. try to structure it a little bit and try to, you know, be a bit more esteemed than I actually am. I haven't gotten dressed in a long time. So I thought I'd, you know, wear this today. How's that? Am I doing you all right? You
1: look amazing. Creamy Thanks, corduroy. I,
0: I love creamy it. Creamy corduroy. That's a creamy I love cords, that term. Baby. Creamy cord. Yes. Creamy cords. by Coleman Domingo. Creamy she cord. <laughs> all right, brunch is that perfect hybrid meal. Now, I want to ask you a very important question. Let's start with Julio. Are you a morning person or a night owl?
3: I am by nature a night owl. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like my brain doesn't completely start functioning till around 4 p.m. Okay,
0: and then you're up until when?
3: And then, if unless I force myself, I can be up to like three. Wow, really? And yeah. what are
0: you doing up till three? What are you? Are you creating? Are you writing? Just <laughs> you know,
3: I I I'd, I'd like to say that I'm always writing. Uh, mm-hmm. So so let me lie and say that I'm always <laughs> writing. Uh, That's the
0: answer I want, basically. I, I want yeah, live, yeah, so
3: yeah 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 you yeah know. no, I'm just I'm just creating remarkable works of art up until three a.m. Not just being Re- on my incredible phone. works of art. Yeah.
0: How about you, Rada?
1: I'm a night owl. I I'm yeah. also staying up very late watching very important YouTube gossip channels at two and three in the morning.
0: What what kind of gossip are you getting? I mean, is it about like just... Oh,
1: just hot, hot, hot tea. Just hot tea. (laughs) Some of it's so baseless, but so entertaining. You know, I know none of it is real, but it's like TV is just sometimes too good. The storytelling is so great that I just need some trash and I get plenty of it at two in the morning. And I like to go to sleep with trash on my mind.
0: It, um, <laughs> that inspired me. It, really,
1: it definitely does. You know, because a lot of my work comes from anger and frustration. And so when I have that trash and I let it just sit, you know, and get and nice simmer, and hot stew, in the pot. Stew. Yeah, when it stews, I wake up inspired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. We're about to have a really glorious brunch. And so I want to know what did you prepare? What did you bring as an offering to brunch? Rada, you sent me a picture, so I would like to ask you I did, about your brunch. I
1: did. So I did. So listen, when I hear when I hear brunch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: mm, my mouth starts to water, and I start to think <laughs> of one thing, and that's shrimp. I don't know really? why. Okay. I think about shrimp and grits. I think about shrimp salad. A very New Orleans
0: I, uh, connection. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know what it is. It just feels mm-hmm. like the appropriate time to have it, and so I prepared. I guess you would call this Ooh. Chesapeake shrimp. Because um, it came from ooh, Chesapeake, because you're all over in me. that area right now, right? Yes, exactly. That wow. You know what? You got me. That. Come on. Um, <laughs> but it's just a bunch of shrimp on a bed of lettuce with tomatoes and um, cómo se dice? How do you say this um, in English? D- uh, I'm going
0: to I, I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna throw something at you. Shout cucumber. out to Hilaria, c- hilarious,
1: um, hilarious, yeah, cucumber, a little cucumber, and se um, dice? this exactly some delicious Chesapeake. Shrimp that I got from Whole Foods. That's my Thank brunch you. dish
0: for oh, today. Wow, <laughs> Julio, what did you bring, my friend?
3: Oh, ju- oh, just you wait. I see that exquisite plate that Rada <laughs> just presented, and I race you some peanut butter over bread.
0: Oh, I love it. Nice. Oh, what, kind of, wow. what kind of bread is
3: it? Is it Levant?
0: Is it a uh, oat bread? What is oh, the
3: bread? It's just just whole wheat. I believe the loaf expires today, so. Uh. <laughs>
1: So it'll be extra crispy.
0: Yeah. So it'll be extra crispy. <laughs> okay. So what I uh, I made, I, my offering is a very simple meal because whenever I go to Sundance, I'm just looking to get any kind of food in my system. So I just made bacon and eggs, you guys. That's it. Mm. Over medium. This is the most basic mm. breakfast I But the I presentation could do. though, come on. And it's keto as well. Come on. Right? The strawberries. You're talking you're talking strawberries? Are the strawberries keto though? Water. I don't know. Are they? Sure. Okay, Rada. When now compared to um, the way you present food for yourself, was is that very similar to the way you uh, present to a guest? Because it's really lovely.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you know what? Um, I really love entertaining. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a Libra, and it's just part of my love language. Like I love hosting, and um, I really miss doing that because of the times that we're in now. So. it's kind of my homage to my phantom guests who can't yet come over and hang out with me. But I do love hosting and I know that like presentation is like ninety percent of the of the job. Yes, it so is. the colors Amen and all of that, that stuff. I like a good
3: drink,
0: a it's good a whole cocktail.
3: Vibe. Exactly.
0: How about you, Julio? Do you do presentations? Um, are your presentations or... Well,
3: are... I'm an Aquarius, so I feel like I can't be bothered. I'm untethered ah. by... So what do you just,
0: just, you just throw the food at somebody? Like just some a diner? diner? Well, a well I think no yeah. garnish? I'd like to
3: think that my friends know better than to come to my home and expect any sort of um, meal to be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> what the, about they're, snacks, they're lucky Leo. they get like a, a bag cup of, of water?
1: Oh, water. Okay.
3: Water. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Some water. Come fed. <laughs> Come fed. That's your kind of party. Fed.
1: That's what it says yeah. on the invite. <laughs> yeah. Come fed.
3: Also, I'm the worst kind of vegan. because right. I'm a vegan that can't cook. Oh. So I, I am just the problem. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I only present problems, not solutions, when it comes to uh, food and brunch. <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay, you guys, we're going to get to know you just a little bit, okay? All right, for our lovely, wonderful guests that are joining us. Rada, we go way back. I mean, way back. Way back, yes. I directed you in a solo play called Happy Flower Nail, and I saw a 40-year-old version in its infancy when you were at Joe's Pub and on stage. What has the last few years been like?
1: It's been a little surreal. Um, I come from a family of struggling artists, and so for better or worse, like struggle has been a part of our identity. And so for me to have a breakthrough moment with the film, it is, a, it's a new identity. And, but, but I feel like I made good on something I told a lot of my, um, writing students over the years, you know, I said that writing is a viable career. And now I feel like I'm living that. And I, I, I think it's important that they see me and they see the possibility. So It's been pretty awesome. It's just an adjustment though,
0: you know? Yeah. And what about you, Julio? I I went down, I took a deep dive into your career as I'm getting to know my new best friend. And I went into, you know, from you doing stand up and actually, you know, and reading bits of your memoir and things like that for a while. Uh, And so you're having, I think you're having a great moment right now, am I right? And I feel like this has been, you've been working at this for a minute. Um, How's it feeling right now? Do you feel like, you know, more doors are open for you? Are you creating more universes that, you feel they're special in particular?
3: Well, I feel I feel extremely, extremely, extremely lucky that I had gotten to do the things that I've done by the time that 2020 hit. And mm. it's like I get to be in my own apartment by myself and as opposed to like with three roommates. Cause it's like if, if this had been uh just a couple of years prior, then then that would have been the situation. So I feel like I hear like Rod is saying like in a very tangible, very like nitty gritty, not philosophical, but like real way. Like feel very, very, very lucky about that, and that that has afforded me time to just take time to like write and uh, create stuff that will hopefully get made. And no, it's just just so lucky that you know this hit, and I have health insurance, and I have uh, a roof over my head, and and come food, on, and
0: let's give it up uh, to health insurance. It's true, come yeah. on. Oh, and that's man.
3: stuff that I don't take for granted that again, just just a couple of years prior just wouldn't have been the case, hmm. so
0: yeah. Well, I'm not taking for granted that you're here with me, both of you, and I can't wait for us to have a little bit more fun. We're gonna come right back and we're gonna make a cocktail, okay? See you in a yes. moment, you guys. All right, yes, cocktail <laughs> time. Okay, since this episode is about the Sundance Film Festival and it's cold there, I picked a hot toddy to make with my brunch guests using bullet rye. It's a nice hot drink that you can enjoy whether you're bundled up or if you're hanging at home bottomless. You can always have some delivered. You can find the recipe over at amc.com brunch. And of course, be sure to drink responsibly. Now, back to my brunch with Rada Blank and Julio Torres. Can we get a cheers?
1: Cheers. Cheers,
0: you guys. Mmm. Mmm. Gives you a nice spicy finish. This is delicious. <laughs> is it good? Mm. This is very good. All right, you guys, I have a question for you. Do you know the original name for the Sundance Film Festival? Can we guess? Yeah, you can guess.
1: Robert Redford's High Time in the Mountains?
3: Or Julio. The Utah, I wanna say festival
0: meh, 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 meh. you guys both <laughs> got it wrong it's actually a sexier name than that Ooh. not it's actually it was actually called the u.s film and video festival Isn't oh, that sexy? very very wow. not the really point. but would you go would you go to that i'm like oh my god you guys i'm going to take the u.s film and video festival you guys
3: the u.s film and video festival sounds what uh, you would tell a writer that the lawyers told them to change the name <laughs> of a real festival to right. in their script.
1: You know, they're
3: like I, they can sue us. So just, just, just come up with a, a very inoffensive title.
1: I also feel like Sundance is is a good time, and mm-hmm. people have great time, great sexy times there. That video component of the title, there's, not, there's no sex happening there. will be no That's sexy dry. time. There's no it sex- is just dry and sexless. <laughs> it's
0: actually just happening. Yeah. You're like, you're there. You're not even happy about it. You're like, I'm here for the U.S. Film and Video Festival. And you're celibate. And you're not happen. having any exactly. sex in the
1: mountains. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Not with the video in there.
0: Although the first lineup, you guys, was movies like Midnight Cowboy, Deliverance, wow. Wow. Mean Streets.
1: Ooh.
0: First season, isn't it? Wow. Okay. Midnight. And then Sundance. Do you know what Sundance is named after?
1: Yes. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, the there Robert... we go. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: There's someone right outside your door with uh, an Emmy you got that, for that one. Thank you so much. Oh, have shit. That Thank you. You won. <laughs> <laughs> the trivia <laughs> Emmy. Uh, um, well, first, Julio, have you been to Sundance before?
3: I have. Ne- no, this is it. This is me zooming in my kitchen, uh, my living room. Oh, <laughs> this is my Sundance experience.
0: Well, what did you dream it would be like? Tell me what oh, you imagined your of Sundance Oh, all A from,
3: ring like. light. <laughs> um, a ring light, some books <laughs> propping up my laptop. This is everything. Is <laughs> that exactly ever the way you imagined it? Okay, oh,
0: that's... <laughs> since I was a little boy.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Rada, you've been to Sundance many times, right?
1: A couple of times, yeah, actually. A
0: couple of times. What was your experience like?
1: Well, I was—I went a few times as a spectator which was mm-hmm. so much fun, like even waiting online to see films in the cold when you're with the right group of people and you have the right libations with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was the first time I went as a, as a filmmaker, a participant, and um, mm-hmm. it was very, very intense, um, but really exciting. And I, I I hope that, Julio, you get to go back so you can have that experience where you're introducing your work to its first audience. It's really
0: thrilling. Uh, Julio, I feel like you're going to be there again and again. You'll get there on the mountain. Absolutely. I want to tell you guys a a little um, insight to my Sundance experience. I've been there at least 10 times. Wow. The first time I slept on the floor, I bought floor space in a condo with 20 other people that I didn't know because I didn't know how Sundance worked. And so I was late trying to get a space. And then I literally, somebody was selling space on a floor and I bought it.
1: And now when you go... You 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 own uh, the condo, don't know. you? Don't you come? You know now. Come I'm on now. now. now I you, go. You, you know. I had a I journey. Some you nice had places, a little journey. You know what I
0: yeah. mean? But that's a journey. But that's just that's truly now a journey. Now you're charging
3: five hundred dollars for floor exactly. space. Exactly. Now I'm
0: selling my <laughs> space in landlord. my condo, basically. Exactly. So yeah. So now, so if you guys are looking for space for next year, I got you. Exactly. Okay? I love it. <laughs> Save me a piece of floor. <laughs> I will, Rada. You live in New York, yes. And now you have a base in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that move. Are you living your best John Waters life as Mink stole at your neighborhood Trader Joe's? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Not quite. I'm. I am living my best COVID bunker life in Baltimore. I'm really grateful that I have a place to kind of retreat to, um, but but covid and pandemic aside um living in baltimore is actually help, helping to living in baltimore part time is helping to strengthen my love and appreciation for mm. new york i mean If you've seen the movie, you may may see the film as kind of like a time capsule. Like, you know, I'm very romantic about the way New York used to be. Um, I -hmm. often struggle with how it is right now. And so being here part time makes me appreciate the distance um, and appreciate it when I'm there.
0: Now, does Baltimore um, provide anything for you as an artist there? Does it give you space to think? Are you inspired by people in your neighborhood Absolutely. market or something?
1: Absolutely. I think that mm. gentrification is happening at a much slower speed here uh, than it is in New York. Um, but most importantly, the the thing I treasure most about being in Baltimore is is being a part of a community of intentional Black artists. Um, there's some mm. other filmmakers who live here. Some live two, three, four minutes away from me, and it kind of reminds me of the artist community that I, I grew up in, in on the South side of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, if you can believe mm. that somebody grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, I come here to kind of, um, especially, and I'm sure you understand this, I'm sure you all can relate that like, LA has become a hub for the industry. Um, and right. sometimes it, it it leaves you kind of wanting a deeper, more intimate connections. And so when I come Mm. back here, it really is just about our connections to each other, not about industry. Mm. So it's a family feel here. It's real Mm. people, you know, it, it, again, it's not gentrified yet. Um, And so it definitely feeds me. It definitely feels, feeds my soul.
0: Beautiful. And what about you Julio? Where do you live? Where do you live?
3: I'm here in New York. I, I've been, I've been in Brooklyn, since I moved to the States, like, mm-hmm. uh, a little over 10 years ago.
0: You moved to the States from where?
3: From El Salvador. Beautiful. I'm, beautiful. I'm from El Salvador, yeah. And I moved here, like, 10 years ago, and it, and it, it you know, it very much feels like home. Uh, Rod and I were just talking uh, about our sense of loyalty to New York, even through the, uh, uh, when New York was basically like, what are you doing? Leave. <laughs> right. right yeah it's somebody, what are you doing right uh but i too and i feel like you've experienced it similarly just like really romanticized just like sticking it out in, yeah. in the city so i also have this sense of loyalty for it which having seen uh your beautiful movie i know you do too and it's now oh, sort of like you. reconciling like okay we're loyal to new york but we should make new york be not as brutal to, to, to people. That would and that artists. would be
1: nice. That would be nice. But you know, I feel and I, tell me if you agree, Julio, as a person who's born and raised there, you know, the people who helped to create the New York culture, whether it's poor and working class people, starving artists, immigrant communities, so few of those people can afford to live in New York mm-hmm. anymore. So right. it is, it is changing. I mean they they say that in 20 years the New York accent will be obsolete, you know? And that accent mm-hmm. comes from immigrants. It comes from New York Jewish community, Blacks, Latinos, Puerto Ricans. Um, so it, it scares me a little bit, but I, I do hope that the influx of new artists who come to New York are, mo- are more invested in like creating the culture as opposed to kind of zapping or erasing it. You know what I mean?
3: That's what yeah, I mean. In creating the and creating the culture in a way that is equitable and fair and sustainable. Yes. Julio, and- cool. you're in yes. New York,
0: being in New York right now, what is the energy like there? How, because I feel like New York is that city that I always exactly. feel like is resilient. And that people will um, reach out to each other. People always say that New Yorkers are hard and tough. I just think New Yorkers are just like straight up.
1: That's it. Coleman, can I ask you a question?
0: Oh, sure. Absolutely. Since you're
1: on the West Coast now, um, yeah. do you miss New York? Are, are there things that you miss uh, about living in New York full time?
0: I miss my community in New York. Mm. I think I am I'm, I, I'm, I still feel a part of like a real vibrant um, artistic community that I'm on the phone with every day, yeah. whether I'm on the phone with, let's say, you or Sharon Washington or you, you name it. I think I, I build community wherever I go, and I feel like I take that with me. So I miss that. I miss, you know, going to the West Bank Cafe and sitting there and being around all these other artists, you know. Also, but New York for me was also that part of like, I think we talked about this before, Arada. It was part of that sort of that, that becoming, that hustle, that that possibility. Yeah. And I think that I thrived in that where you feel like you never know what's going to happen or what can, what connection you'll make and that will propel new art and new, new community. So I I do miss that. I miss that it was right outside your door. Right. I do miss that.
1: Right. And not, and not to, Mm I know that you're the host and stuff, but I just want to. No, yeah, but you can
0: ask me a Okay, of great. Because
1: this is not a question. A I'm, I'm the woman in this the is audience. Brunch. Right. I'm the woman okay. in the audience at the, at the talk back. I don't have a question. I just have a comment for this young man. A few a... comments. I have a, a comment for you, young man, Coleman. Um, yes. I want to just take a second to celebrate you and the amazing mm. things that you're doing. Um, I, I'm so grateful for, like, just how generous you are as an artist, but also how invested you are. Uh, your performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom
0: oh, wow. fed Thank me
1: you. in such a way that I like with that, watching that movie made me hunger for theater. I found myself online looking for, you know live performance of August Wilson plays. And I'm sure there's an archive somewhere, but you were so amazing in that. And you, your performance Mm. in this, you know, film adaptation of a play, it was a film, but it just reminded me of how rich, you know, that theater going experience is. Like, I feel like no Mm. matter what you do from writing, directing, acting, you still, to me, are like a master of theater performance, and so I'm. Oh, thank you to thank you, you. <laughs> for thank reminding you, me through your performance, like what a gift it is to sit in a theater and watch someone perform that kind of language. You know, um you oh, were amazing, you. but it also made me hungry for that New York theater experience, and I, I can't wait until we can all go back to that.
0: You know, it's missed. me too. Yeah. Me too. And I, and I, feel, I feel so. Thank you so much, Rada, and I feel so blessed. So I've been a part of that film in mm. particular, because especially right now when, you know, the American theater is under duress. And I feel like I'm able to still remind you in some way, shape or form that theater is a part of our DNA yes. and how we tell stories and being in a small, intimate space. And uh, we'll get back there. I think we will.
1: Yeah. I really and do. I think it also speaks to mm. the work that you're doing, Julio, like you you're. Your
0: um, I mean is very theatrical, uh, isn't it? Live yeah.
1: performance stuff in front of people. Like I just, I think that what yeah. you do is so funny and but so smart. Like to, like what a lot, a lot of people don't give uh, comic writers credit for how difficult True. it is to make a room, a cross section of people laugh. Like you really have to be very smart. And so I, I think what do you doing, get that
0: confidence from? Yeah, yeah. Where do you get that question. confidence from, Julio?
3: Uh, I feel like this sentiment that, um, like oh, what do I have to lose? <laughs> it's like oh, what they don't like it. Okay,
0: but wait, have you always been that way? Wait, again, where where do you get that 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 spirit that says okay if they don't like it, screw them?
3: You home. know, I I feel like my mom did everything that moms today are like uh, criticized of doing, which is mm. like. Tell your child that your child is incredibly special, and that there will be no one like that oh, <laughs> yeah. and somehow mm. and somehow, I came out of that not a sociopath but someone with like, <laughs> with, like <laughs> with with a pretty healthy ego with a pretty i i think like a pretty healthy sense of worth um and I love creating and i love i mean something that's like very clear with both of your work is that you you actually love what you do you're not just like doing it in hopes that you know like fame or like a magazine or something you love like what you do and you, and you can and you can you can tell that
0: have you always known that you wanted to do this and tell stories have you always known that not till
3: i was like in my late teens i knew that i wanted to like tell stories that really wasn't a career path uh mm-hmm. where i'm from and that's why i came to new york having no real plan other than it feels like if I want to write for TV and movies, that's where I should be. And it just like felt like like the center of something pulling me, pulling me, pulling me. And I, um, I came here and somehow it started working out. Um, I mean, not somehow, but just like... It, it sort of felt like the early days of being here, it felt like walking in a completely dark room. And you don't know how big or small the room is. And you're just like reaching out and see like you hopefully you don't trip. That's, that's what it felt like. Mm.
0: And Rada, where do your stories come from?
1: That's a great question. I, I feel like a lot of my stories are divinely inspired because um, I will start with an idea and know that I need to do some research around the, the world that I'm creating. And when I go to do the research, a lot of what was in the germ of the idea is reflected in the reality. And so, you know, I'm not trying to sound romantic, but sometimes it does feel like a calling because sometimes I mm-hmm. don't be wanting to do this. Shit, you know what I'm saying? But I but, feel but
0: the story keeps. Speaking yeah, to you, I right? do
1: feel very privileged that, um, you know, we all have gifts and this is part of mine is is maybe interpreting the human experience in a certain way and maybe hopefully mirroring back to people in a way that is, you know, comforting or healing or, you know, waking them up mm-hmm. in some kind of way. But it's it's always been a part of me. And it wasn't until maybe after high school that I thought this could be a viable career path. And even then, I always balanced it with teaching uh, artists work because, you know, like it's hard to make it out there. And it's hard sometimes to have a breakthrough or to sustain yourself as an artist. And so I was always like teaching part time to supplement Whatever income I might get from writing, um, and so, like I said, this is a full circle moment in mm. that I am have been able to live as a writer um, for the last couple of years. It's a gift.
3: Mm. Rada, there's this Beautiful. moment in your movie that like truly made me laugh, and it was just so funny and so, but it's also so touching. Where your character's manager is talking to the um, like producer guy, who's like, "Why don't you just drop her? Why don't you just drop her?" And then you hold on his face for like a microsecond, and then you flash their prom uh, (laughs) picture—the picture of like the manager and your character at prom—and that just like (gasps) it was so so heartbreaking and so funny because it's like yeah, it's this like long long ride or die friendship that I feel like a lot of people don't a lot of like a lot of like narratives about artists getting their big break sort of doesn't really pay much attention to, like, the big mechanism of support behind them,
0: right? right. And, like, the importance
3: yeah. of friendships. And it's like, yeah, this character in this, in this film, she's been at it for a long, long time. And oh. she's had friends yeah. since high school who are like, no, yes. I went to prom with you and I love you. <laughs> you know what's interesting
1: about that, Julio, is that I think it's very easy for people to focus on the romantic relationship between Radha and Dee, that that is, mm-hmm. but the relationship in the film is actually with both men, one representing yeah. her heart um, and her passion, which is D. and one re- representing her her head and was practical in her past, which is um, Archie's character. You know, when there's yeah. the big lover's quarrel, it's between these two best friends in the film. And so I think what I'm trying, to, what I'm a champion of is like, you know, not always saying that you're waiting for the love of your life to be the partner, to maybe create partnership from a bunch of people. You know, just like what mm-hmm. I get from Coleman as, as my brother in the business mm-hmm. and from other people who aren't necessarily my romantic partner. Like, especially when you and, and Coleman, I know you can relate to this, especially when your parents have passed on, you know, how your yeah. friends become your family. And so that's what I was trying to show in that dynamic is that this relationship between these two people who knew each other when they were teenagers, just like every relationship, every seven years, it changes, right? And so theirs mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. changed and they're either going to come together stronger or break apart, you know? And so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's a, it's a testament mm-hmm. or a tribute to all my, my my amazing friendships, really.
3: What I really, really loved about that moment is that it feels like every time that we see someone win an award, right? Like holding the Oscar or whatever, they're like, uh they talk about like all the hard work all the hard work and there's this like bootstraps mentality right if you if you just commit yourself and do the work and do the work you'll get there but it also it's like but people need help people need need a support system people need kindness around them and yes. that's i felt like whoa, it's ra- rarely ever someone accomplishes something just like solely By completely themselves. 100% exactly. on their own
0: Right. Gosh, I've been talking about it a lot lately. People always think it's a, a solo adventure. No, you're like, no, it's it's the work of a whole community behind right. you. Yeah, um, every all that all that love that people are pouring into you mm-hmm. and to believe in you and all that stuff. So it's 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 a journey, like you're saying, Julio. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you both. Where do you both and anyone can answer this? Where do you find inspiration? Where do you find inspiration?
3: I like very difficult people. I like really why. It- Impossible, very particular, like nightmare people. Just like really feed why? me, why, feed why? me as an artist. <laughs> I I don't know. I am very drawn to very particular, very difficult people. I like portraying them. I like writing about them. I I like tense little fights between people. There's something about <laughs> just like <laughs> conflict. The because I think that I'm a, a fairly like pacific person. Uh, I am sometimes a magnet to, like, volatile, difficult people. And really? then they sort of become muses. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so that, that is, That's I think, I have realized... exhausting. Through therapy... <laughs> it really does
0: sound exhausting <laughs> to me. I'm like, oh, my God.
3: I have realized through therapy that I am very drawn to um, wildfire energy. Really? Mm, people, mm, people. Mm, mm, yeah. Wait, what's your, what's your that, sign? What's your sign? You know, I'm an Aquarius. Maybe there's something to being the water bearer, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you're drawn to put out that fire. And uh what about you, Radha?
1: Um, I, I think mine is similar in that I'm I'm not looking for any more difficult people, but people themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I got right. plenty right. of those in my life. <laughs> right. um, but just people and relationships, you know, I I feel like relationships uh not to sound selfish, but they are an opportunity to polish the mirror, you know, uh, yeah. um, of who we are. Like when we when we like to believe we're compassionate, we mm-hmm. like to believe that we are giving, loving, trusting people. But that all gets tested when you're in concert or, you know, close to somebody. And so I just love how uh, relationships challenge who we think we are. And so I feel like there's a lot of story in there. Um, um Yeah, that's people. People inspire me. Relationships inspires my work.
0: Okay, now one more question for this segment, you guys. Who's the funniest person in your life, and why?
1: You know, the funniest person, the funniest person in my life was my mother. I mean, Hmm. she was hilarious, and I, I say. in my life now, because she's still very present. And, um, if Mm -hmm. I'm making somebody laugh, it's because I learned from the best. She turned me on to people like George (laughs) Carlin, Richard Pryor, Moms Mabley, like she was just so funny and smart. And so she, she definitely was and is the funniest person I know.
0: Beautiful.
3: Julio? You know, I think currently it's, um, and I haven't seen her in a while, but the, um, Uh, Her name is Marcy. She's the woman who cuts my hair and does my hair. (laughs) I love it. And she is just, again, this, like, ball of fire of (laughs) energy. And uh, when you go to Marcy, you just go and you surrender all control. And you Mm -hmm. just let Marcy happen at you. And then... (laughs) uh, (laughs) And then... Maybe you'll walk out of there with what you had in mind. Maybe you won't, but <laughs> but it was beautiful, have a beautiful, gorgeous experience that I wouldn't change for the world. Yeah, just I like
0: just watching her like scream
3: out customers just like feeds me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My funniest person in my life is my friend Robert O'Hara, who's oh, a brilliant wow. playwright and director, and he's one. Of, we have the funniest. If anyone got wind of our text feed I think we would all go I don't know to to the insane asylum Uh he's one of the wittiest people that I know he makes I can start crying laughing just over a response or something he finds and I'm like what are you reading and where do you get this stuff from but it's constantly inundating me with wild things on text feeds and so it's Robert O'Hara here's a little behind the scenes fun from my brunch with Rada and Julio All right, you guys, one of the most iconic parts of the Sundance experience is when the movie ends and the audience takes the mic and asks some questions. So we're going to pretend like we're there, okay? We're going to do some Q&As, okay? Uh, um, let's see. Uh, hi, you guys. Uh, young man, uh, 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 young man, you have a question. You, uh, you, sir. Yes, yes, please. Uh, yes. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, my first time at the festival, um, Rada. Oh, uh, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say congratulations and big fan. I feel like that's how every question starts at a f- festival, right? <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then maybe you have to like
0: insert that you're a big a big fan, of course.
3: I have to insert that I'm a big fan and that I congratulate Rada on everything. And then maybe I would ask like a question about like what kind of camera did you? use, but I'm not going to wait. No, I actually want to ask you a very selfish question, which is what advice would you give to other artists who are also doing wearing several hats in one production? Hmm. That's a great
0: question.
1: Hydrate. I know that sounds so simple, but Mm -hmm. like, I think, you know, the important thing is that you sustain your, your health, your wealth, your mental health, um, in the process, because you, you will run yourself. I I did pass out in the making of my film, but probably because I wasn't eating and drinking like I should,
0: Hmm. um,
1: drinking water, sorry, water.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Basically you're talking about self-care. You're talking about self-care, right?
1: Right. Like if you really want to make it to the finish line, the important thing is that you, you know, have yourself at the utmost, uh, version of health so you can be present.
0: Great answer. Uh, another question? Another question up there? Yes, I um, have
1: a... Yes. I actually...
0: Oh, okay. I, yes. You, yes, I, you ma'am. Of course. Sir, go ahead. can please. I? Yeah, sure, is this on? Fine. Yeah, of course, is this on? It's on. on. Okay. Yes, yes please. I, I have two yes. things. Two things.
1: The first thing is, is for you, a Coleman. It's, it's not a question. It's a comment. Because, you know, there's always the lady who, <laughs> even though you ask for questions, she's going to have a comment. I just want to say your outfit is delightful. Your outfit is well, delightful. Oh, well, thank you so very much. Th- thank very you very delightful. much. I appreciate it. Um, and thank I guess my question is for you, um, Julio. Um, it, just in terms of your your process, like, um, do you share your work with an audience? Like, when you've done a first draft, like, do you share it with your friends? Do you keep it to yourself? You also look very fashionable, I might add. This thing is
3: still on, right? Okay,
0: <laughs> thank great. you. Thank yes, you. it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Thank you, ma'am. We appreciate um,
3: it. Thank you. Um... I do share it with friends. I do, if I'm working on something, then I, I have just a, a close-knit of people whose advice I really, really, really respect. And it's not like, not just anyone, but people who I've built relationships with over the years that are have a good editing eye. Right. Wonderful. Not just people who be like, wow, I love everything you do. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> like wow! You wrote a whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. isn't that nice? <laughs> okay, and another question. Um, you know, oh, I'll, oh, you, you, really good-looking guy in the front. <laughs> oh wait, me. Oh, oh my god! Thank you so much. I appreciate that comment. Um, this one, I have a question. Um, oh my god, uh, Julio! Uh, I'm such a fan of yours. I'm a fan. Um, can you tell us any super secret secrets about Los Spooky season? Two, some secrets. Um, anything? Yeah, yeah.
3: A juicy, juicy secret is that we yes, are on a holding pattern on account to COVID.
0: <laughs> ah, okay, Ooh. that's a great secret. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, no, but yeah, I, yeah. Um,
3: you know, we'll we'll resume when when it's safe, and I really can't wait for that day because it's it's so fun. Will to you make. have blue
0: hair again? We have blue ha- hair again. We have.
3: I will definitely have blue hair again. Which <laughs> okay, here's a secret. Here's a secret. First season, I dyed it and it was a huge mistake because it was blue all over the sheets of my Airbnb. Second season, I'm not gonna say uh-huh. what we did, but we found a creative solution where I have blue hair, but didn't need to dye it.
0: Oh, wow! I think I, I, think I may have an idea of what that is. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, and I have one more question. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna give up the mic. Um, Rada. I have a question for you. Yes. Um, what's next?
1: Um, I am trying to figure out what it is because Mary Heron, uh gave me some great advice, and she she said something to the to the effect of, you know, it's the second film that determines you you know your role as a director, and so I'm just trying to be very smart about what comes next. But there's some things percolating.
0: I have I have uh, two more follow up questions, and that's it. Uh, one is Rada. I I wanted to know this because I think it's um something that a lot of people don't know, what this feeling is. What happens the day after your film premieres? And your film premiered on Netflix platforms. And what is the feeling the next morning after it's all out there? You've come from the beginning, development, filming, getting it out there in the world. What's the next morning like for you?
1: The next morning is um, like a a cocktail of emotion. it's, it's kind of surreal because you've been working towards this thing. You know, it wasn't just a year for me. I've been trying to make this film for a couple of years um, and it's had several iterations. Um, you know, I was thrilled to put it out into the world, but I also was putting it out into the world. And so I felt exposed because, you know, I'm playing a version of myself. Seventy five percent of the movie is true. I did not choke a theater producer yet. So that is not actual fact. But um, I felt a little exposed. I was like, oh, no, maybe I should have put Tiffany Haddish in the movie and <laughs> not done it myself. But just also a sense of relief because, you know, I, I guess I would compare it to to holding a baby for so long and finally pushing it out into the world. It means it's special because it means I get to start a career. I can't say that I'm not a film director. now. So it's the beginning, the next day was the beginning of my career as a filmmaker. And so it was it was ex- it was exciting it was I was anxious, scared, um, but really grateful. Really and, grateful.
0: And now you can breathe. Right?
1: Yes
3: <laughs> It's like holding a baby except you check in to see what Twitter is saying about the baby you just Yeah <laughs> <made>. <laughs> yes right because exactly. where else
1: am I going to get feedback seriously yeah, yeah I, exactly. I've become yeah. a social media person where I wasn't really before, but that's where the audience is and that's where they that's yeah. where they're asking those questions, you know
0: Yeah. Julio, you're in a film called Together Together here at Sundance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about the film and your role in it? And then I'm going to have a follow-up right after that, and that will close us out.
3: Sure. Um, Together Together stars Ed Helms and my really, really good friend, Patty Harrison. And I'm very, very, very excited for Patty, which is why I just jumped full force into uh, having this this small part in this really uh, beautiful movie. And uh, it's about the complicated relationship between Patty, who is the surrogate for Ed Helms's character's baby. So here we come again with uh, baby talk. But um, yeah, <laughs> and who do you play in it? Who do you play? Oh, you know, I play her um, difficult barista coworker, <laughs> a pillar, a pillar to the film.
1: <laughs> that actually sounds like a, a new show on NBC's. Uh
3: yeah lineup it really does <laughs> difficult barista. Yeah. No, you know it's sort of it's like because acting is not the first thing that i do i consider myself a writer first same here. um yeah. so so i don't act a lot so this is this is like the perfect it's like uh the film is not on your shoulders but it's a it's a really fun part
0: and playing an angry barista <laughs> is pretty awesome i think
3: and, yeah and just like wearing silly clothes and just like being cranky i that sounds fun with my friend yeah and what, you what get paid for that
0: and i get paid for that yeah and julio be, being the newbie to the sundance film festival and this whole experience could you do me a favor as we mm-hmm. uh go off into you know these chilly chilly afternoons and watching more film and talking about this in a very highbrow yeah. way could you Take us out with some inspiration. I always look to the youth to tell us what. what are you, do you do? You have oh, hope? Damn. Are you hopeful for this I'm moment? I
1: guess I'm an old cow. You know, I'm
0: saying You're just the more seasoned member. I, you know, I
1: moisturized today, Colby. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> you're, you're babe wrapped in swallowing clothes to me. Always, okay. Rada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julio, I, Julio, the young buck to, to this whole experience. Yeah. What, what, what are your hopes and dreams for 2021? For us all. Bless us.
3: Oh, my God. My hopes and dreams for 2021. You know, it fe- it's a very it's a very difficult, very stressful v- time. But there we, we I think we're starting to see tangible glimmers of hope. So let's just keep our eyes on that little, little light at the end of the tunnel and just keep keep walking towards it.
0: Not like poltergeist, not that kind of walk towards the light. Okay, great. <laughs> well, right, we, don't know
3: what, we don't know what's beyond the light,
0: right? So, that we only know
3: that we're in darkness
0: now, so. <laughs> so
3: we we'll just come to the light together. To,
0: yeah. I want to say thank you. Thank you, Julio. Thank you, Rada for joining me for brunch today. This has been beautiful, insightful, spirited, joyful. I'm glad to know you Julio and introduce you to my friend Rada. and now you two are friends and now we all are friends together. All right. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Coleman. Thanks for having us.
3: This was amazing. Thank you so much, Coleman.
0: Oh, uh, you're very welcome. I can't wait to see you guys out there and yes. hug you so tight. All right. Yes. Soon, soon, soon. Stay healthy. All right. Bye. 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 All right. As promised, you've heard my bottomless brunch at Coleman's with Rada Blank and Julio Torres. And now I'm joined by my best friend and doppelganger, Miss Stacy Thomas. <laughs> I want to get her thoughts and reactions to this brunch. How you doing, Stacey? Hello, hello, hello. Well, Stacy, we've known each other for, what, 25 years or something?
2: Something like that. Wait, wait. (laughs) Do you want the made for podcast answer or do you want the real answer?
0: (laughs) Nobody needs to know all that. Okay, listen, but I I wanted to kick it off by talking about brunch because brunch apparently is a really hot topic in our family between you and I. We've we've had some wonderful brunches where we've gone out with good people and then we've had a terrible brunch and we both remember that terrible brunch. Do you want to talk about it?
2: I don't, but I do know it's very interesting. Listen, in uh, one of the episodes, the first thing I noticed was runny eggs, or at least the egg with potential to be runny when you broke it. So, first thing I noticed on your brunch.
0: <laughs> have you been enjoying the bottoms brunch at Coleman's? And do, I have. do you? And how do you? How do you feel about it? Do you think it's an actual representation of brunch at my home or not?
2: I do. I definitely do. You're all about brunch and food and entertaining and presentation and things like that. So yeah, I think it's a true representation.
0: And you you just, um, well, thank you. I'm glad. Um, did you enjoy the one? So, uh, did anybody, did you get the joke that I had in the very beginning of the Sundance episode where I'm wearing the big old scarf, people thought that, oh, that oh you're Oh my God, at
2: first glance, oh, no. At the first glance, <laughs> I was like, why does he have on that hot-ass wool scarf? So inside, <laughs> inside with the fireplace on, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw you on. I was like, what he's so extra what is happening right now (laughs) and then you explained why you had it on and I was like okay that makes sense because I was really not getting that at first yeah the first (laughs) shot was like wait what why is he on that
0: <laughs> Well, you know what it reminded you of, didn't it? Didn't remind you of that time you showed up in New York with, uh, you know, fully... Oh,
2: my God. You keep bringing up old stuff, old stuff. Well,
0: why not? Okay. People need to know our history. I've known you for most of our okay, lives. Okay, okay.
2: So, in all fairness, I was coming to New York and it had snowed. It snowed like crazy that day. Now, mind you, I'm in Philadelphia. Coleman's in New York. Very, you know, it up in New York, handle snow very differently. But you know, I came to New York. I had on a big, huge turtleneck. I did have on a wig, which <laughs> is not really kind of what I do. I'm a total short hair girl, but I had on a wig and a hat and I <laughs> wear glasses. Okay. So when uh, Coleman FaceTimed me while I was on the bus, which much to his chagrin, I took the bolt bus or whatever <laughs> to New York, which totally just, you know, he I'm, can't I'm a understand train that. I'm a train he is door, yeah. yeah, he's definitely not a bus guy. And they FaceTime me and they're like, what are you wearing? Right? Like, what do you have on? Why do you have on a wig? And why do you have on a hat with a wig? Because basically a wig is a hat. So I was like, you know, this is my look for today. And I had on a turtleneck. So I had on a turtleneck and a wig and a hat and glasses. And when I got... Wait,
0: no, no. And the boots, too. You oh, also wait. Like- I'm
2: getting ready to get to the boots. I'm getting to, <laughs> to the boots because, again, it was snowing. So when I left, I was walking through snow. So I had on snow boots, the big fuzzy kind of like abominable snowman boots. And when I got to New York, in true New York fashion, there was not an inch of snow on the ground. <laughs> Because you know New York's not having that, and so you know it, they cl- everything was cleared off, everything was shoveled and salted, and, I think and it got I, hot. I felt like, and got and got like it got hot, and I looked like a fool. I stepped off the bus in these big fuzzy boots and this big thick turtleneck, and the wig, and the hat, and the glasses, and I looked ridiculous and <laughs> felt like a fool.
0: You opened the door, and we we're like, I "What opened are the door
2: you?" Wearing? And Raúl <laughs> Coleman Raul and his it. husband, they were like, "What?" the heck is like just like I felt when I saw you in that scarf they were like what do you have on right now (laughs) so that's been the joke for the last I don't even know (laughs) six seven years
0: that look so I think that scarf was also a nod to that outfit
2: is that what you think yeah Yeah.
0: okay so what did you so (laughs) was there anything about the conversation between Rada and Julio that was new to you did you know who they were and all that
2: um, I did not know who Julio was, um, so it was you know nice to to get to know him, um, you know through his He's conversation. Sweet. Sweet yeah, guy, totally. Right? He actually reminded me a little bit of Raúl, which was interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. a young Raúl, a, young Ra- a younger Raúl. He reminded.
0: How me How what of... are you saying Raúl is? I
2: mean, I don't no, know, no, no, no. I'm just name. saying he just kind of reminded me of you know, Raúl when he first got you know came here got here, yeah. and so it just that was like my first thought about him. So.
0: Mm. Well, and what about Rada? You've known Rada.
2: I didn't know who she was. Yeah. All I can say about Rada is I don't know. Um, well, first of all, she's fabulous and she was a Libra. So she's my, you know, she's my kindred soul. But her, the wallpaper behind oh. her, that watercolor wallpaper. Yeah. I don't know if it was a picture or what. That was everything. It's making me want to redo my living room. All I kept looking past her at the wallpaper <laughs> and I was like, that is fabulous. It is fabulous. Right. Yeah. So it was fabulous.
0: We talked about that. You know what? The thing about, she she talked about that early on. It's wallpaper that she has in her house in Baltimore. And I'm like, yes. yo, you must have known that Zoom was going to be happening oh, uh, for the Oh my God. Year.
2: That with the couch, I was like, so I for a minute I zoned out of the conversation because I was focused. <laughs> As you know, I love like interior decorating and so I was focused on that wallpaper. I couldn't get over it. But yeah, she's awesome
0: yeah that's great let <laughs> have you not, did, did, have you seen 40 year old version have you seen that movie yet
2: i have not seen that yet no
0: you, you gotta see it i think you'll really love it it's really just like a um i don't know i feel like it's a love letter to new york and like the yes. new york that i think that we love as well it feels like that like when you used right. to always come up to new york Pretty yeah, much you every just, weekend. You
2: know, no, I thought Julio was a sweet guy. Rod is awesome and amazing. Julio seems awesome and amazing too.
0: And I feel like like we would become friends. I mean, because that was my first time getting to know Julio. And I really feel like, don't you feel like he would fall right into our f- friend group?
2: Oh, for sure. Because I feel for like sure. any, anyone who's you been know? to,
0: you know, because I think you and I talked about this before. We're like, I wanted my, the brunch conversation and feel to feel like if you actually came to my house or went to a party of mine or something like that, because there's everybody there. It's like, am I right? Like, 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 like even like the parties that my sister would have, where there's like, Keisha and them, and then there's also celebrities, and then there's okay. attorneys and everything. You know, you know what I mean,
2: right? But what what would not be there is the um, studded lemon peel that that would not be at all the <laughs> <What>? events. Um, <laughs> you know, and and the squeezing tools. That so you know, there. that's the Coleman touch. Oh. No, 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 that's the Coleman extra. So extra touch. You know, I was like the studded lemon peel. Or is that what we're doing? <laughs> wait, wait, today? It's it. But it's funny because you always. But that's that's what we're doing. We're doing studded lemon fields. But the Peel. thing is,
0: it's so true because I realized that, like, even just my day to day, it's like whatever. I don't know. I feel like I've been imp- not impressed, but I, but I feel like I've been uh, influenced <laughs> by people to make your daily habits kind of special like the idea that I use cloth napkins all the time I'm like it's not
2: right and you use plates like unlike me I use paper plates but you actually use ceramic <laughs> <laughs> plates and bowls to prepare and I shy away from those things and you know then you you will find red cups in my cabinet and you will find china you know in your cabinet so what, what, is, so, what is brunch
0: yeah. like at your place
2: You know, some brunch at my place would definitely be my whole eggs and bacon and toast, but it's absolutely going to be on a paper (laughs) plate because I am not... I have a 17 year old who does not want to contribute to cleaning and I am not washing dishes every day. And so we eat on a paper plate and we throw it in the trash when wow. that's okay.
0: Um, I don't know.
2: <laughs> but I can be extra in other well, so regards. so you're extra in right? other ways, like so, at your chapel and the, right, the way you design
0: and, and decorate and things like that. Right, so I think there's right, a good healthy right. balance. I think that's good. It's good to have.
2: Exactly. exactly High, low, high and low. High and low. And so,
0: <laughs> um, let's see, when you've been to uh, one of my, let's say you, my 50th birthday party. It, I mean, it was fun though, right? And wait, got to t- you got to talk about the brunch yeah, the after. Time. You got to talk about brunch the next day.
2: Oh God, it was so awesome. So, you know, we had the big birthday party. Um, I guess it was that Saturday or something. And then another really good friend of ours, Emily, um, she and I decided that we thought it would be a nice idea to have brunch for a few, a select group of the invitees from the party <laughs> to come to the house the next day for a brunch. And so, I'm not sure if you remember that. I think we told you, 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 you or we asked you. You, you, you basically were doing told it. me. I'm, we might have no, mentioned run, it. Yeah, I think run, I think we just might have said, "Oh, we're having a brunch." You and tomorrow. Emily
0: run my life, so let's just say that you you basically yeah, said, "We're much. having brunch." So tomorrow. we were like, like "Okay."
2: We're having brunch at your house. And you were like, okay, as you were, you know, flaunting around um, in your fur jacket. And so um, Emily and I, we invited, you know, who we thought you would appreciate having there. And then um, the next day, she and I got up and we got dressed and we took your credit card out your (laughs) wallet.
0: As I said, you run my life and you apparently run my bank account. Okay. Anyway.
2: Right, and we took the credit card, and we went to the grocery store, and we bought food for brunch. And we thought, you know, we bought everything that we thought people would like: eggs, bacon, chicken, sausage, regular sausage, croissants, all sorts of really cool things, juices and stuff. And we came in, and I
0: cooked. But the brunch lasted a very long the time. The brunch lasted to the, to the
2: point that you left us there and had to. I catch got a on a plane to go back to work. I guess.
0: And I left my house full. You left
2: your people. house. A- With us and you know, and we sat around and ate and laughed and talked and napped and then ordered pizza and ordered. (laughs) Then that night we ordered pizza and potato wedges and
0: I don't understand the whole pizza and potato wedges. That's the thing that you
2: well, we wanted French fries. Like pizza and French fries is the best combination on the planet. I don't know if you've ever had pizza and French fries, but I. It's just
0: too. It's too much. Amazing.
2: It's amazing. So it's just something about the salty. Oh, I put salt on my pizza, but you know, oh. Pizza and the fries and the ketchup. I don't really know what it is, but the combination's amazing. <laughs> but anyway, the pizza place around the corner from you didn't have French fries. They had potato wedges. So we ordered those. And then Emily ate all the potato wedges. And then when I went to get potato wedges, they were gone because she ate them all. And she didn't even realize she was just sitting, talking, eating them all. But we got, you know, pizza and salad. And so that was the night crew, the people who were still remaining after brunch. So it literally went all day. And... um <laughs> It was awesome. We were just literally stretched out, just, you know, chatting more. And again, sometimes not ta- not talking, just napping. It was great. It was a great, 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 great weekend. And that was probably the last celebration we had before the pandemic shut us all down.
0: And I think that's a that's a great way to end this section, I think. I think there was um that was truly um I don't know. I, I feel like I, I held that brunch in particular in my heart for this whole year right. to be honest and maybe that's also probably the genesis of wanting to start this show because i think i had such a great brunch with my friends right and just remember all the conversations we went to everybody says in particular because it started high and laughter and all that and then right. we went to some very deep places did, and these are people yeah. who didn't didn't know each other deeply right you know but we all i guess everyone knew you were close to me And but I think it allowed everyone to have their own friendship.
2: Great time, yeah. And you know, we all we all shared, you know, some stories. Um, Again, like you said, some were pleasant, not so pleasant. Um, It was a it was just a really touching moment because everybody in that room, and it was a very uh, elite group of people or small group of people for sure that are the closest to you. I think, even though there was only a couple people who didn't know everyone, but for the most part, we all knew. Each other and had spent time in each other's company before. But there was a level of trust there, you know, because we definitely shared some stories that, you know, you don't necessarily share with strangers, but there was definitely a level of trust. Um, And it was just, it was just a really great moment, um, a great afternoon. It really was. So we ate and we laughed, we cried, right. You know, and he started yeah, hearing some stories and, you know, we just kind of all got emotional about that. And so it was just a really, it was a perfect 50th celebration. Um, if mm. you ask me,
0: Well, um, one last question for you in this, this section, what, what makes, um, what do you believe makes a great brunch?
2: Uh, I think, well, it's funny because in, in this segment, you were saying, oh, I love to entertain and, you know, and have food for people. And that's kind of what you were used to. Your mom always had food and stuff. And, you know, for me, it makes a great brunch. I love to entertain, too, but I like it when you bring your own food. <laughs> you know, I don't have to cook.
0: <laughs> basically, you you want a potluck? Yeah, I'm Let's, potluck let or let I'm a order up.
2: out. Like, what does everybody want for brunch? <laughs> I'm a order out, so that that's a fantastic brunch for me. I'll give you the I'll give you the atmosphere, but you are um, terrible. <laughs> you are terrible. But um, you know, it's, it's really just having you know family and friends around and to just sit and laugh and talk and eat and, and just share a good time and share each other's company. I think that's you know what is a which what makes us special you know a brunch or brunch, you know, so whether it's in your home or at a restaurant or whatever, you know, just basically being together, which I think we're all yearning for right now.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Stacy. Thank you for, um, you're, you're one of my closest in the, well, the closest the in closest. the world to me. Oh, yes, you're the closest. <laughs> and, um, we've known each other since we were, how old was I? I was- Thirteen when we met.
2: You were absolutely not thirteen. You were probably (laughs) fifteen, maybe sixteen. Trying to get younger. And our our, exactly. And our famous moment was our dirty dancing segment on the street. And I would spin, and you would pretend (laughs) to fluff my dress as I spun. And so that was our. (laughs) That is our claim to fame, and that is my most vivid memory of us at that tender age, tender teenage age whatever that is whatever you want it to be <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh, the, the, the next time next time I have you on here I'm going to talk about some other brunches we used to uh, go to but we're not going to talk about it just now okay Very we'll talk well. about it in the next one all right yeah. that's our that's our. That's how we started this whole brunch We. that's why I think I fell in love with brunch right okay, uh, okay. well I, <laughs> I love you I and love uh, you thank too. you for joining me my on pleasure this
2: my pleasure
0: Ah, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope that you exercised or hiked or cleaned or just zoned out and chilled out by a fire, enjoying the first Bottomless Brunch podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share, and I'll be back with more good stuff for your ears. Be well. Please drink responsibly. Presented by Bullet 95 Rye, Straight American Rye Whiskey. 45% alcohol by volume. The Bullet Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky.